wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Masculine Energy does not have a problem with backlash when that masculine energy knows that it has truth on its side. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreoday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are on part four of six. We are talking about the feminization of sports, where it came from, why it happened, how it happened, where it is going, what you need to know about it and why you need to know about it. We are covering now. We are on part four. And I'm going to tell you today, now we really want to get into it. Today, we want to get deep. What you just heard in the first three episodes was honestly just a warm up. <laughs> we haven't really gotten as deep as we're going to get, but we're going to get deep here today. So y'all ready for this? Don't be scared, but y'all be ready for this because now we're really going to get into the feminization of sports, where this is coming from, why it's happening. So we've laid the groundwork up to this point, the first three episodes of this series. Now in this back half, we're going to put all these pieces together and you're going to understand exactly where this is coming from. I'm really challenging you to think about this, challenging you to look at the bigger picture here, to look at pieces as they get put together. So we talked about Disney, we talked about sports, we talked about the traditional values, we talked about ESPN, we talked about what the athletes are looking at now and how people are being raised now by their smartphones and not by traditional values that they got from their sport or even from home, as a matter of fact, just through the phone. Now, let's get into point number 10. So from where we left off yesterday, if you haven't listened to the first three episodes in order, please do so so that you're not just picking this up out of context. You won't know what I'm talking about. So point number 10. So instead of looking at the traditionally conservative values that sports are built on, things like competition, merit-based success, colorblindness, doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, what part of town you're from, all that matters is performance. Instead of looking at those, here's what athletes are looking at now. What social media says. This is what athletes look at. This is how athletes decide what to talk about. They see what's being talked about on social media and they follow the lead of social media. Case in point, 
I already told you to, I already mentioned the Leah Thomas thing, but let's look at the summer of 2020, what I call the summer of social justice. Some of y'all might remember it as the summer of COVID. But in the summer of 2020, what was every athlete doing? What was everybody doing on social media, at least? Let's just not say, I mean, everybody in air quotes. In the summer of 2020, everybody was condemning America as an entity. They were condemning the police, condemning the government for its treatment of black people, its alleged treatment of black people. And while I do believe, that many athletes believed the stuff that they were saying in the summer of 2020. I believe many athletes really thought that they were doing the right thing and saying right things and they were being objective and fact-based in the things they were saying. They were not, but I do believe that they thought they were. There is no way in hell that out of thousands of athletes, none of them had a dissenting opinion. No way that there wasn't any athlete who thought, you know what, I actually don't agree with that. But did we hear from any of them? Not too many. If there were, I don't know about them. Those who did have a different opinion, you know what they did? They were smart enough to keep their mouth shut because they didn't want to go against the grain and deal with the backlash that would have came with it. And sometimes that might be the smartest thing to do. I mean, if your job is to just play ball, you could just shut up and play ball. You could shut up and dribble. You could do that. Masculine energy, though, and this is going to the bigger point, feminization of sports. Masculine energy does not have a problem with backlash when that masculine energy knows that it has truth on its side. I'm not saying that any athlete who's listening to me right now, you didn't speak up and say, you know what, I don't agree with this condemnation of America or condemnation of black people or condemnation of the cops. I'm not saying that you're a bad person for not speaking up. And I'm not saying you're not a man for not speaking up. But I am stating that masculine energy does not have a problem with backlash when that person, that masculine energy knows that it has truth on its side. I know that right after that, when the virus was all the rage and then you had the, the mandates, the jabs, the masking protocols, all that stuff in place. Let me ask another question. So let's forget about condemning America and the race thing. Do you think every athlete was on board with all the mandates and the jabs and you got to get the jab to play on your team and you got to wear a mask while you're on the bench? Do you think every athlete agreed with that? Because it might be hard, kind of hard. It's an emotional thing to talk about the race topic. So maybe some athlete just didn't want to get into it because they kind of didn't know what to say or how to say it. But let's take it off an emotional topic. Let's talk about the jabs. I mean, you're not condemning anybody personally when you say you don't want to get the jab or wear a mask or deal with a mandate. Uh, that's not attacking anybody. You think every athlete agree with that? If your answer is no, you don't think every athlete agree with that. Here's my question. Why did nobody speak up against it? I hear a single athlete say, I don't like the fact that we got to wear a mask on the sideline. I hear a single athlete say, I don't like the fact that they're making us get a jab in order to play in this city or play in this town or play for this team. Actually, I heard a couple. I can count them on my hands. Why could you count on your hands the number of athletes who spoke publicly against these things? I'm telling you why, because this is all these athletes in general. I'm not saying all athletes, but in general, they are driven by whatever direction the wind is blowing on social media. And they will speak with whatever social media says is OK to speak on. And they are quiet. And anything social media tells them to be quiet about. These people are not activists. All right. To be an activist, you speak up on whatever you see is right. And if you see something wrong, you speak out against it, regardless of what everybody else has to say. That's what an activist does. That's why it takes balls to be a real activist. So many of the people that you are told are activists, they are not real activists. They only speak up when they know that they will be backed up. That's not activism. Activism is you speak up regardless of who's behind you. You're a wolf, whether you got a pack behind you or not. That's what a real activist does. These athletes are not activists. They are sheep. Anyway, that's not the topic here today. Let's move on. Actually, before I even move you on to that, let me tell you, I actually talked about this just in case any of you want to hear my deeper thoughts on that point. 
is episode 2075, why black athletes can't stop trying to be quote unquote activists. They are trying, or at least they think they're trying, but they suck at it. And I told you exactly why in episode 2075. Let's move on to point 11. Today's topic, once again, we're on part four of six, the feminization of sports, social media. This is where we start to get into deep waters, folks. Please pay attention. Social media has a completely different agenda than the traditional sports agenda. Traditional sports agenda, I told you, is traditionally conservative, is traditionally Christian, is traditionally performance-based, objectivity-based, outcome-based, results-based. Whoever the best performer is, is the winner. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, your orientation, what you do at home, who your family is, what side of town you're from. It's all about who can perform. You can perform, you can play with us. If you can't perform, get out. That's all the game is about traditionally. Social media has a completely different agenda. Social media, we can all agree, is based in Silicon Valley. Everybody knows that, right? All right. Silicon Valley, if you don't know where it is, is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Very nice area. Very pretty area. I've been out there. Is the last I checked, the most expensive area in America when it comes to if you want to rent a place to live, San Francisco Bay Area is the most expensive area in America. Last time I looked. Very, very nice. Very pretty, very scenic, amazing area. Would be a beautiful place to live. They had the temperature and the climate of Miami. I would live there. But since they don't, nah, it gets too cold at night. Anyway, and it's too windy. Anyway, you may know that the San Francisco Bay Area also is where the California gold rush began back in the mid-1800s. And this is why the football team in San Francisco is called the 49ers. So pay attention here. I'm going to give you a quick history lesson. The reason the San Francisco football team is called the 49ers is because when the California gold rush began, it was in 1849. That was when it actually started the year before 1848. But in 1849, that's when word got out to everybody back east, because at that point in America, California wasn't even a state yet. At that point, that's when everybody in America, as it existed at the time, lived east of the Mississippi River. So. That's when word got out to all the people back east that, hey, there's gold out there in this area out going to the west. So a bunch of people trekked out there to the west to go get their riches, to go get their gold and mine for gold in this area that was the San Francisco Bay Area. And it was in the year 1849. So that's why the football team is called the 49ers. It's a nod to the tradition of where the city came from. And this is how California got added into the union as quickly as they did, because there were so many people going out there to go find gold. And many people rushed to the area, a high probability of getting rich. That's where the name comes from. What you also have to understand is, and you're going to need to use your logical brain for this one, and you can go look this up and you can back this information up with your own research, or you could take my word for it. What you also got to understand about that time period is that most of the people who rushed out to California to get that gold, most of them were men. The men were the people traditionally who went out to work. The women stayed at home with the children, right? And they took care of home. So most of the people who went to California were men. It is estimated, depending on who you ask, 95% of the population in the area during that time period when everyone was trying to get their gold, 95% of the people were men. Because of this, here's what emerged in the California Bay Area. Homosexuality, transgenderism, cross-dressing, all of that stuff proliferated in the area because there were nothing but men. Now, men have testosterone. Even if there are no women around, men still have sexual desires. This is where homosexuality, transgenderism, and this kind of stuff started to proliferate. 
And this is why to the, this very day, the Bay Area is the LGBTQ capital of America, because that's where it started. There were so many men around. There were no women. And these men needed something to do with that testosterone. So they start using it on each other. This happened. Read about it for yourself. And to this day, the most densely populated area of LGBT in America is the San Francisco Bay Area, also home to Silicon Valley, home of all your favorite social media apps. Now, if I need to slow down for you to catch up, let me know. But we're getting into the deep waters here. The people who run Silicon Valley, i.e. your apps, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all based in Silicon Valley. They make up a lot of the stash at these companies. Not necessarily a negative thing. I'm just stating this as objective truth. They make the apps that you and I use all day, every day. Their agenda, being who they are, is not about masculinity. Damn sure ain't about masculinity. It's also not about conservative values. It's not about anything that is traditional or Christian. Here's why. Keep that in mind as we move on to point number 12. It's not about masculinity because these people are, many of them are gay, right? They have more feminine energy than masculine energy. This is just what it is. They are not about conservative values. Keep that in mind. And not about anything that will be looked at as traditional or Christian. Keep those in mind as well. We're going to dig into that in this next point. Point number 12. We are talking again. We are on part four of six, the feminization of sports. Now, while I personally, your host, I do not claim a religion, but I did tell you a couple episodes back that sports have traditionally Christian values, traditionally Christian values, meaning this is why you saw football players and basketball players kneel in a circle after the game, after smashing each other's heads in, and they would pray together after the game. The Bible which is the Christian text, is explicitly against homosexuality. So when I told you that the Silicon Valley agenda is not about conservative values or anything traditional or Christian, the Bible explicitly denounces homosexuality. And another thing about the Bible is much of the Declaration of Independence, much of the Constitution, if you have not read either document, I would suggest that you do. They are the documents that created the country that you live in, those of you who are Americans. Those documents are based in Christian values. They are written referencing Christian traditional ideals. Read the documents for yourself. You'll notice they mention God over and over again. They mention Christian principles over and over again. And America being the great country that it is, America is based in Christian values. Even if you are not Christian, you could be Jewish, you could be Muslim, you could be atheist, you could be whatever you want to be. You could be Catholic, whatever. We can all agree, if you read those documents, any of you who's an objective, critical thinker, we can all agree, regardless of your religion or even if you don't have one, America is built on and based in traditional Christian values. I don't think there's anyone who can challenge that. Even if you don't agree with that fact, you can accept that it's true. Does anyone disagree with that? Please let me know. You need to understand that as I go into this next point. Sports are based in traditional Christian values. This is why the football players would pray after the games. In the Bible, specifically Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13 says, quote, If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. 
they shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. Close quote. That's straight out of the Bible, folks. That is a condemnation of homosexuality. Now, let me be clear. I am not anti-LGBT. I am not. I told you, I do not claim a religion. I'm building this whole case for you to understand. America is traditionally Christian. Sports are traditionally Christian. America and sports, being traditionally Christian, abide by this document known as the Bible, which clearly states homosexuality is a sin. Do not shoot the messenger. I will say this. Traditional Christian values and homosexuality do not mix. In other words, the traditional sports world, traditional sports world, and Silicon Valley do not mix. Why? Because sports are traditionally based on Christian values. Silicon Valley is based out in an area that is the home of the LGBT world, home of homosexual men. It is the most densely populated homosexual area in America. They don't mix. So something's got to give. When unstoppable force meets an immovable object, something's got to happen. Silicon Valley right now has more power than the traditional sports world. So guess who's winning right now? Silicon Valley. This is why I just told you in a previous episode why athletes and people in general, instead of being raised by their parents and traditional values, they're being raised by whatever is on social media. What's on social media? Because you might say, well, Dre, social media is driven by content created by just people. So how can social media have an agenda? Well, here's why. Because social media is based in Silicon Valley and they determine what gets promoted and what doesn't. Does anyone disagree with that? I hope not, because you're listening to somebody who's been publishing on social media for 17 years. I know what content of mine has been suppressed and what content of mine gets pushed. And I can tell you, I can give you plenty of examples. Examples don't prove arguments, but you could go find them for your own. Silicon Valley knows what their agenda is. They know what they want more of and they know what they want less of. The fact that this is America is the only reason that someone can put out traditional conservative Christian based values. And Silicon Valley doesn't just shut you down and kick you out permanently. Only reason they can't do that is because America landed a free home of the brave. So they do what they can do, but they got to do it in the shadows. If this was China, we had the governing body rules of China and the same setup. Oh, this episode right here would never see the light of death. <laughs> we could just put it like that. This wouldn't even come out. They wouldn't let it come out. It's not even I'm not condemning anybody. Just the fact that I'm stating these truths, they wouldn't let it come out. The fact that I would even question it, even if I was asking it as a question, they wouldn't let it come out. The fact that this is America is the only reason I can even say what I'm saying right now, even though I'm not even picking a side. I'm just making a point. Silicon Valley has the power right now. They're winning. And if they don't want something to get seen, heard and known, it ain't getting seen, heard and known, at least not on their platforms, not on their platforms. They got the power right now. They won't have the power forever, but they got it right now. So here's what Silicon Valley is doing. They have athletes feminizing themselves in order to be accepted in and to be popular on social media apps that are made and controlled by who? Silicon Valley. How do they do this? Are they calling athletes and saying, hey, you need to do this. You can be popular. No, these are very smart people. And this is something that I say. I want you all to understand something that anytime that I talk about a subject here where I'm talking about a specific person or a specific group of people, like when I talk about the anti-racism book or I'm talking about what I'm saying here about Silicon Valley, I want you to understand that these people are not idiots. Uh, these are very, very, very smart people. I may disagree with their principles and disagree with their approach, but they're not dumb. Uh, they are really smart. They know exactly what they're doing. 
They engineer this stuff. The people who work at social media companies are really, really smart engineers. They know how to socially engineer and psychologically engineer conversations and engineer people, not in a way they have to come to you directly and say, you need to do this. No, they can just shape the conversation in a certain way that you're going to do that thing because that's what's being incentivized. They understand that human beings respond to incentives. Thomas Sowell said that human beings respond to incentives. What's an incentive on social media? Everybody, I use social media. What's the biggest incentive on social media? Likes, comments, retweets, followers going viral. Is that true or not true? So what gets likes, comments, retweets, followers and going viral? Well, you might not know. So here's what you do. You post a bunch of stuff. You see which one is getting likes, comments, retweets, followers and going viral. And then what do you do? What do your friends do? What does everybody who sees your thing that got popular? What do they do? They go and do something as similar to what you just did because they want to get the same response that you got. They are incentivized by incentives. This is how it works. These engineers are really, really smart, smarter than maybe me, maybe smarter than you. They know exactly what they're doing. Again, I may not agree with their principles and approach, but I respect their intelligence. They know exactly what they're doing. So when you see athletes pushing these feminist things and you're wondering why this is, when you see athletes espousing being victims, putting out how weak they are, being overly sensitive, over emotional, crying on ESPN, presenting themselves as powerless because you're black or because you're female or because you're gay. Why are they doing this? When you got somebody like me preaching to you every day, look, if you just follow these mental game principles and these strategies and these approaches and be accountable and execute and get your mind in the right place, it doesn't matter where you're from. You can still be successful. We all know that that's logically true. Why does that, this message that I just said, why does that not go viral? But if you put yourself out there as a victim and being emotional, being feminine and being weak, why does that one go viral? Because social media decides what they want the conversation to be. And they got the power and they have the right to do it because they got the power right now. This is the golden rule, folks. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. And right now, the gold is attention. And how do you get attention? Social media. And is it ironic or is it ironic that is the golden rule? And we're talking about Silicon Valley, San Francisco Bay, where the California gold rush happened and why we call them the 49ers. All right. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> what kind of things do you see athletes these days pushing and promoting? Feminine energy, victimhood, weakness, sensitivity, and emotion. Why are they doing this? Is it because they necessarily believe in it? Some of them do, and they don't know what's actually going on. Some of them don't believe it, but they're playing the game because they're just trying to hustle and make some money. Some of them disagree with it, so they stay quiet. We will never really know what's going on in another person's mind. None of us has the ability to read minds. But because something is popular and it will get traction on social media, a bunch of people are going to do it. This is just how it works. Human beings respond to incentive. The biggest incentive these days is getting attention. And how do I know that's the biggest incentive? Because everybody's on these devices all damn day. We are all trying to get attention. I'm doing this episode right now. I want people to listen to this. And we're all trying to get attention. What gets attention on social media, you see other people getting attention by doing a certain thing, you do a certain thing. I get on Instagram these days. If I go on the Explore tab, you know what I keep seeing? I keep seeing these videos of somebody. You can see them setting up the camera and then they back away from the camera and then they start doing a dance. All right. Why is everybody trying to do a dance on Instagram these days? Why is that a thing? Why? Because it's being rewarded. If you do a dance to a song that's popular, you get rewarded by getting attention. Now, you don't get paid for it. Not a job. You just get attention. And that's the incentive. This is the game that we're playing, folks. You just got to understand the game. I'm not telling you need to play the game. You just need to understand the game so you don't get played by the game. Human beings are heavily influenced 
by peer pressure. Social cues. And just because somebody is famous and makes a lot of money, i.e. your favorite pro athletes, influencers, whoever, doesn't mean they're not human. They respond to incentives just as well as you do, just as quickly, and they are just as influential. They can be influenced just as easily as you can. They're just as susceptible to influence as you are. Only difference is they're more famous. That's it. All that said, we still got two more episodes to go in this series. We're not done. Let me recap today's class, which is part four of six of the feminization of sports. Point 10, instead of looking at the traditional values that sports are built on, like competition, merit-based success, now athletes are looking at social media. Case in point, like I said, summer of 2020, when every athlete condemned America, condemned police, condemned the government, and where was all this coming from? They were getting their cues from social media. And could you count the number of athletes who spoke out against the mandates, the jab mandates, all of that stuff? And the stuff that was happening in the summer of 2020, how many athletes said, I don't agree with this? Very few. You can count them on your hands. Why is this? There's a reason. Point number 11. Social media has a completely different agenda than the traditional sports media agenda. Social media is based in Silicon Valley, San Francisco Bay Area. That's where the 49ers were. The 49ers who came out there in 1849. So a lot of football teams called that. California Gold Rush, mostly men. This is why the LGBT capital of America is out there because it was all these men out there. They still had testosterone and sexual energy, but no women. So they start doing it to each other. And that is how it started. Point number 12. I do not claim a religion, but I told you that sports have traditionally Christian values. This is why you saw football players praying after the games. The Bible is traditionally against, not traditionally, but clearly against homosexuality. It says it in there are many verses in the Bible that say clearly that it is not Christian to be a homosexual. It says it right there in the Bible. Again, I did not write the Bible. Do not be mad at me for putting that point out there. If I got anything factually incorrect, please reach out to me and let me know. I will correct myself on the show the same way that I put it out there. Traditional sports world, Silicon Valley, do not mix. Something has to give. Silicon Valley has the power right now. They're winning. And they will show you through incentives of attention, likes, comments, retweets, followers, subscribers, what they want more of. And this is exactly what athletes are responding to. Again, they are not thinking for themselves and going off principles they were taught at home or in sports. They're going off what they are seeing on their phones because they've been raised by their phones. A lot of people have been raised by smartphones these days and by apps. And this is it. Human beings are heavily influenced by peer pressure. And just because you are famous does not mean you are not susceptible to influence. The only difference is they're famous. That's it. Tomorrow, we're going into part five of this. We're not done. Two things for you to do now. Text me to get my daily motivation text free of charge, straight to your phone. My number 305-384-6894 and workingyourgameuniversity.com to join my mastermind programs where you can work with me directly and we can get your game where it needs to be. We got two more to go, folks. We ain't finished. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.